Bradley does a nice job holding guys off so Jeff Skinner can take the shot. Buffalo wins it, 3-1. How's it going, everybody? I am Luke, and of course I am joined by Joe to my right this morning. It's Opposites Day, like Spongebob. And it happens to be a very special occasion. It is February 14th, annually. That is Valentine's Day. I would like to wish a very happy valentine's day to all of our lovely listeners out there we appreciate you so so much thank you so much for taking the time out of this day hopefully we can give you a little bit a little bit of a break from what will be an expensive day certainly and maybe a day in which you don't want to put up with your significant other as much as you'll have to but maybe our collective voices will be of some kind of relief and for all the lonely folks out there hope uh, this gives you something that. to do there's nothing yeah. wrong with being lonely today exactly absolutely not listen to the charging buffalo podcast absolutely there's yeah. nothing wrong with that and i yeah. mean i don't want to go on a spiel about hey you're great but you know yeah uh yeah luke how are you i'm well um nothing has really been happening um i really want to play nhl but I am so busy that I can't get it more than, like, five games in my season, so mm-hmm. it's tough. I am extremely tired. Extremely mm-hmm. tired. We record, if you don't know, we record extremely early on Thursday mornings. It's 8.53 a.m. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was at the station mm-hmm. from 6 to 10 yesterday, then had to book it over to work for 11.30 to 8, and then I had to stay until 10 o'clock. So I'm a zombie this morning. You're a but, hardworking boy. But that's no excuse because it's time to talk some Sabres hockey. Rise and grind, as they say. <laughs> oh, those are from the markers are you pointing yeah. at? Those are from when I was making the intro. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. There you go, a little sneak peek behind yeah. the scenes for you guys. Foreign objects on the screen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Sabres have been... Much better. We've been good. As of late. No, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say good. I'm going to say good. Better. Well, I mean... Better. We have about seven points in our... Seven or our last ten points, I, I think. Look. I don't know. I'm not sure the the whole number, but we played a very fine... One of our best games all around of the season on Tuesday against Islanders, the yeah. New York Islanders. I got to thinking, had Long Island not been an island, what would New York's team name be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a yeah. good, that's good a question. Really good question. But it was a good game all around. Matt Hunwick played very well. Matt Hunwick's been fine. Yeah. I really don't have a problem with Matt Hunwick. He's better than Marco Scandella. Yeah, he's better than yeah. Scandella I mean, played correct. No, uh, yeah, he did. Because I, I noticed so. the only defenseman I had a problem with was him. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, it was a very good game. We never lost a lead. We had the the one nothing lead. Who scored that first goal again? It was. Pardon me, let me think. Jeff Skinner. That's right. The Skin Man took one of those brilliant setup passes. Just wow. Just whew, what a play. Jack Eichel has like 
10. How many points? He's on a point streak, a nice little point streak. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. I don't remember off the top of my head. Well, I'll tell Apologies. you what. He is already having a career year. I believe he passed his career high already about a week ago. Rec- it was recent. Mm-hmm. It was recent. He passed his point. Grand, he's been hurt a couple of years, too. Indeed. But. Indeed. Which, I mean, though, still, he... Last year he played, what, 81 games, I, I think, or around there. Uh, he certainly didn't play only, like, 60 or something. And he only Ooh, had 57. Eichel? Yeah. He played. He probably played, like, 70-something. But, st- I mean, he's already at 57 in... Yeah. How many games have we played? Is it 57? He got 61 points in 53 games. Woo! He's going to get 100 points? Maybe. I think he will. He's not, like, he hasn't stopped producing. If, as long as he can hit 90, yeah. that's really good. I don't Ooh. care how many 100 points. He played 61 games last year. Wow. No, mm. 53. No, that's this year. 67 80. last year, 61 the year before. Rookie season, he played 81. Well, still, that's a remarkable pace. Mm-hmm. How I many goals do no what? Jack will finish with. He's got 18 and 53. He's going to get His 28. His career high is 25, I believe. Yep, Tw- yeah, 24, 24, 25. Jack Eichel finished with 28 goals, and I'm okay with that because he has been setting up yeah. goals. He absolutely yeeted a pass to Jason Pominville, and Jason Pominville, we'll, we'll talk about him. I have him on the whiteboard. We'll talk about him a little bit later on in the show, but wow. Two assists for Jack in this game, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and just a, a heck of an all-around performance. You never felt like this team was going to lose this game. Mm-hmm. I think we we carried over that, that third period momentum from the Jets game throughout the entirety of this one and played really well because of that. Now, I want to bring something up here. Uh, this fourth line in Buffalo, granted, good Larson, Oposo, Gergensons. They've mm-hmm. been really solid, but they're just not really producing that much. Look at the fourth line for the Islanders. Casey Sezikis scored his 13th goal against Buffalo. Cal Clutterbuck's got nine assists. That's prep. That's yeah. That's exactly the amount of assists Gergensen's has, and Matt Martin as well. All those guys can still play. Martin's kind of a bum, but Clutterbuck is okay, and Sezikis is a fantastic fourth line center. I believe he's a center. Mm-hmm. But anyways, you can't. I, Paul Hamilton was saying this <clears throat> on GR the other day. You can't have three guys that don't produce. Like Vladimir Sabotka hasn't scored since November. Mm-hmm. Like, Patrick Berglund was still a thing the last time that mm-hmm. Sabotka scored. They might have still been on the streak, I think. It might have been the start because it was yeah, the, the Montreal, Montreal game. game. Scored twice. Mm-hmm. So, and there was this lunatic. I'm convinced it's Phil Housley's burner account. Oh, hold on. I'll find the comment. Huh? Uh, let's see here. Why is Sabotka a liability? You clearly don't even watch games. You, You only know... That he hasn't scored since mid-November. He spelled Sabotka wrong. Sabotka, with an A, was a mm. steady, calming presence all night when the Sabres were under siege. He made smart play after smart play. Your credibility is non-existent. Yikes. All right. With a personal attacks well, there, buddy. What suburb do you think he lives in, folks? <laughs> Uh, hold on. He, I, I looked at these replies here, and I'm pretty sure he said that, Oh, I've been a season ticket holder for 25 years. Oh, my I know God. Everything. Yeah. I've been sitting in the same seat since 1975. There hold are on. so many people like that. 
Like, yep. so many people think just because they are a season ticket holder, they're entitled to something. Mm-hmm. Now, Saboka had a good game, I would say. I was impressed with his game against the Islanders. He took a shot right to the chest. I was scared to hit him in the throat. And he he just he played pretty sound defensively, I'd say. But the guy still cannot accept a pass. He still can't win a puck battle in a dirty area. There's very few things that he can do that are serviceable. He can block shots, of course, like I said. Uh, maybe he has been a good penalty killer because he's, he's, he's a fearless guy when it comes to getting in front of shots. But in terms of offense, which is what really matters when you're a winger and an offensive player and not a center, he's not a, he, he's not a center. He's a, yeah. Uh, what matters is producing points, and when you can't even accept a pass on a two-on-one, and you know you generate no faith on a two-on-one, mm-hmm. then uh, I'm sorry. Okay, I pulled up this chart from MoneyPuck.com. Uh, this looks like expected goals percentage, I believe, and I don't understand what this means at all. But you got Connor Sherry up at 70%, significantly higher than McCabe, who's at 60%. And then you got this little cluster there, and then Oposo and Matt Martin are like tied at 40%, and then there's four players for Buffalo under that. Matt Hunwick at around 35, C.J. Smith around 25, and then the drop-off. Want to take a crack at who the worst player here is? <laughs> at a whopping, it well, I see it, about but... 12% Vladimir Saboka. Again, I have no idea what this means, expected goals percentage, but it's, probably... it's not good, it's... I would assume. Maybe it's what they were expected to score. Oh, no, that wouldn't make sense because Sherry was like 70%. Uh, or maybe it's the percentage of goals that they were expected to score that they've gotten so far. I guess so. Maybe that's it. Corsi, he's the worst player on the ice. Fenwick. What is Fenwick? Again, worst player on the ice. How, t- wow, Tage Thompson has really bad advanced stats, it looks like. Yes, that's why. I, I like him, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What happened? Again, Sabotka, worse for expected goals percentage with score adjusted. Horsey percentage, score adjusted, worst player on the ice. Jesus. Uh, Fenwick percentage, score adjusted, worst player on the ice. Why so, is Thompson down there, though, on all of these? I don't know. Again, I, like, okay. I really don't understand advanced stats yet. I'm going to try to understand it, but... Yeah, it says it right there in black and white. The eye test says he's, he's horrifically bad, and... The advanced stats say he's really bad. So, I, suburban hockey dads out there that think Vladimir Saboka is good player. Well, there you go. You know what? I'm more offended by the the whole Thompson stuff. But like, I can, if I may, switch the conversation to him. I'm I'm a huge fan of his for some reason of late. I don't know. I, I, I like. Yeah, I, 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 I liked him. But yeah, he has a really good shot, but. He doesn't like to use it that much. Well, though. he doesn't like to use it, and he's not just—he's just not very good one-on-one. And like, you know, I—I mm-hmm. I can't really tell you what he does other than launching it from the slot. Pretty much. He—I yeah. would love to see him use his body more. Exactly. He—he mm-hmm. he would be an absolute monster mm-hmm. if he used his body. And like, that's the same discussion that comes up that used to come up with Tyler Myers here. Back when it was all about you know grit and jam and toughness, mm-hmm. but it's a different NHL now. I think our Myers 
theories starting to gain some traction. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are talking about Tyler Myers going yeah. back, but hey, you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about before we started recording here. Mm-hmm. We need a guy like Tom Wilson, not yeah. necessarily a suspension heavy scumbag like Tom Wilson, but a player that plays the same style as Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. like a Jake Vertanen or trying Matthew Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, somebody mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. An agitator. Yes, an agitator. That can we actually might have play him in the system, produce. but Matei Picard, he's years away. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. I don't see it. Like, we're, I'm talking, well, I mean, he's not going to be a top six forward. Oh, you need, well, no. like, a really good agitator. That, like Kachuk, who can mm-hmm. score 20 goals. Wilson. I don't know if Wilson, how many goals Wilson has, but someone that know. can produce. He's been suspended yeah. a quarter of the year. <clears throat> You know what I mean, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, a Ryan can, Kessler, an old Ryan Kessler. Yeah. Like a, yeah. Can, if uh, Thompson, I, the thing is, Leopards don't change their spots. He's not going to completely change his game mm-hmm. to where he's an agitator or tough, tougher than he already is, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, I think if we're talking about needs, like wish lists, I think... Something like that. As much as the league has changed, we need some toughness. You know, like at this point, I'd take Ryan Reeves. Mm. I just want I I want a bully in the lineup. Someone's going to stand up for these guys. I don't know if I want to condone bringing Ryan Reeves to Buffalo. I don't know. He when I think tough guys, he's the the toughest boy in the league. What's his production? I don't care about production. I'm not saying I want production. You could stick him in the bottom six. I'm, he wouldn't cause any more harm than Savoka. It's true. I don't think. And he's a, he's a vet. He's been around. He's, he has uh, eight goals, eight assists this year. It's better than. He gives what you some production. That's the thing in the bottom in the bottom six. Mm-hmm. Probably bottom. Three. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I don't know. Bottom three. Uh, yeah, I I I don't. Know. I've always been a fan of his. I think that. He's just a a rugged guy. Uh, he's a little bit older. I I think I don't know. I just think he'd be a great fit when I think of uh, the proverbial grit and jam, if you will. Uh, Linus Allmark has he solidified his spot as the number one goalie easily, right? Uh, I'm I'm always hesitant because at the moment, yes. But at the same time, Hutton can go on a hot streak. It's not... Hutton has been shaky for about, like, two and a half months now, though. It's not set in stone. Uh, I think Allmark certainly deserves for the time being. Obviously, when we when he loses next... Well, you can't take that away from you. If he's, the, if he's your guy, you can't just be like... Oh, well, no, but with Housley, when Housley's approaching this thing, is, is if Allmark loses, it's going to go back to Hutton. If Hutton wins, then boom, he's the starter again. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not... It's not Determined by play. I think Housley has made that quite evident this season. Yeah, and that doesn't make any sense after he's the only reason you only lost one nothing to Dallas and you go against Chicago and play Hutton and then you get lit up. And he had a phenomenal game <clears throat> against the Islanders. I hope he was the first star because he made an outstanding breakaway stop. Yeah. I, I really thought they were going to choke away that game. Mm. I was surprised they were able to hold on. I don't remember who it, who it was on. It might have been Everly. I don't know. But. Uh, Fantastic! Yeah, I think it was that really fantastic save, mm-hmm. and yeah, I hope he was the first star though, for whatever it's worth. 
Yeah, but, you know, you know how it goes. They're probably going to go to Carter Hutton for the mm-hmm. Ranger. Yeah, I believe, yeah, it's Rangers on Friday, tomorrow, 7 o'clock. So, yeah, you never know. Uh, but if Phil Housley is telling the truth here about his philosophy on his how to handle his goaltenders, all Mark will start because he won, because it's a results-based business, as he said. That's before. not a philosophy that will keep you employed in my opinion yeah call me crazy but i'm at wit's end that is that is an extremely lazy way of evaluating your team i'm sorry no i'm not sorry i'm telling the truth and i'm getting angry now because it's all just hitting me yeah i'm not gonna dare look at the film i'm just gonna say hey we won (laughs) sorry no why do i keep saying sorry why do I keep saying sorry? See, you're gonna. Mm, I'm gonna go on a rant now on Dude, Housley. Come on, on Phil Housley. I don't want to. I'm not gonna personally insult him. Okay, he just has horrible methods of evaluating this team. Are you kidding? Who? Mm, Why? What? Wait, hold on. Mm. Why is Vladimir Saboka gracing the same ice at the same time as Jack Eichel and Sam Reinhardt? That's my question. Why is Vladimir Saboka hitting the ice before Jeff Skinner in overtime? It's player usage, which is the the most mind-boggling thing with him, mm-hmm. in my opinion at least. You're sitting arguably your second-best defenseman in Lawrence Pilot pretty consistently. It happens at least every five games where he gives the puck away and then he's like, oh, he's going to sit because it's development. And then... Zach Bogosian is giving pucks away like crazy. Marco Scandella is giving away horrendous turnovers, leading the goals. But, hey, that's okay because they're veterans, because we're married to veterans, I guess. Uh, C.J. Smith puts together a few nice games, and now he's sitting in the press box. Why? C.J. Smith that doesn't make any literally sense. scored a goal the game before he was scratched. Mm-hmm. He scored a goal. And he scored... Before he got sent down last, yeah, came back up, scored again. How many games has he probably has he played in total? Five. Yeah, something like that. Okay, and how many has Vladimir Spoka played the whole season? Yeah, and he has two in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spoka got two in one game. You cannot tell me that C.J. Smith. But he's a center. He's a reliable center. He can win faceoffs. Like, come on! Every time they have a defensive zone faceoff, he loses the faceoff. Mm-hmm. I'm actually I'm starting to pay attention to this now. I'm gonna keep track of how many times Saboka loses a defensive zone faceoff. Maybe there's an analytic for it that I can look up. But hey, I don't know. This is really frustrating. The player usage by Phil Housley. And it even goes to starting Hutton when Allmark should be starting. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. It's just What's the deal with Casey Nelson? My mind. Uh, he's in Rochester on a conditioning assignment oh, right okay. now. But he should be up soon. So who knows what happens there. Uh, I'm sure a decision will be made soon on who goes. But I don't know. It's going to be a tough decision. I hope they don't wave Nelson because you might lose him that's a big might but if I don't know I feel bad for Nathan Beaulieu mm, that yeah, Hunwick guy. is kind of surpassed him on the depth chart but yeah uh, maybe a trade should be coming soon 
because Nelson's probably close to coming back. Might even be next week, I would say. Conditioning stints really don't last that long, so something should be coming soon. Vladimir Sabotka is a pestilence. He just won't go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Want to talk about Pominville first? Yeah, let's talk about Pominville. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, Pominville has had an excellent run here of games. Right when talk begins of his potential departure via trade. And he had a goal in the last game. He had the goal in the Carolina game, I think it was too, the one where he charged the net and just kind of like took a swipe at it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was Carolina, yeah. So we had that one. Uh, I don't know. You see guys like Brian Boyle getting a second-round pick, and he's not a goal scorer. He's really just a plug-in to the fourth-line guy. He's a center, yeah. But, I mean, Pominville has proved you put him with a superstar he can bury some chances. You put him with someone who's at least moderately skilled uh, towards the higher end of the spectrum. Uh, he can produce. So I think, I don't know, Sabres might be able to look into that come deadline time. Uh, they haven't asked him for his no-trade list yet. So maybe they do that. I don't think they're going to trade Pollenville. I just don't see it happening. And But, hey, if somebody offers you a second-round pick, you have to consider it. Because you don't, you don't have a second-round pick this year because of the mm-hmm. Skinner trade. Yeah, Darn you, Jeff Skinner. I think if if we're going to move anybody, and we're going to be sellers at the deadline, I don't think we're going to be buyers. That's just not My heart doesn't tell me so. I think that a guy like a Connor Sherry, a Jason Pominville, is someone that you Sherry's you been better lately, though. He's I, been better I, I lately. him with which uh, is, Middlestat and Reinhardt. Which is good for his value. Mm-hmm. But... Again, you got to think, how are you going to replace Sherry and guys like that? Exactly, because so, your wings are already weak but as it is. Pominville should be easy to replace. Obviously, you if you recoup something for him, at the very least in this stage of his career, then it'll be a victory. So, I don't know. I think uh, I, I, if you can get a second or third round pick for Pominville, yeah, I'm taking it all day. I don't care. If, oh, I want to see him retire a Sabre. You can't do him dirty like that. It's not doing him dirty. Like, if you're trading him to Ottawa, you're doing him dirty, but that's yeah. not going to happen. If you're sending him to San Jose or sending him to Winnipeg, yeah. mm-hmm. sending him to Nashville, Boston, Pittsburgh. Boston's probably looking for another winger now that uh, Pastor Neck's yep. out, so who mm-hmm. knows. But, again, are, are they going to move him? Probably not. I, I'd be surprised if they actually moved him. Did you hear how Pastor Neck got hurt? No. He fell at a team-sponsored dinner party. Yikes. And which is, it's it's unusual because it's always these professional athletes who are injuring themselves outside of their job. Who, uh, who was it that, was it Carlson that, no, it was Craig Anderson that, like, cut himself in the kitchen last year, right? He, like, cut, cut a tendon or something like that. Well, I'll find I this. know what you're talking I'll about. I'll find this. Uh, I don't. No, if it was Anderson, though. But, uh, like, other sports, John Wall of the Washington Wizards a few weeks ago just tore his Achilles in his home, which he was already out this whole season with a heel injury, and then a completely separate incident. He tears his freaking Achilles in his house. How do you do that? Apparently he fell. Maybe they were all drunk. Maybe. I don't know. 
team-sponsored dinner parties. Pasternak is what? Is he Czech, I think? He is. He's Czech. Then they might like to drink out there. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay, I want to bring up this poll that I put out the day of the Islanders game. Uh, let me try and find it really quick. But the question that I rose to everybody was, would you, what would you rather see at the trade deadline? Option number one was somehow rid themselves of Saboka and Scandella. Or option number two, trade for a youngish top nine forward that can help now and in the future. And just for hypothetical sake, that youngish top nine forward is like Charlie Coyle or Tyler Toffoli, Chris Kreider, somebody like that. Okay. I'm option one. I'm also option number one. Do you know which option won the vote? I saw. There were 1,331 votes. It was option number two. 54%. Really close. Now, until it was retweeted by the Charging Buffalo account, it was about 50-50. It was about 50-50. You know what might have slanted it to? You didn't didn't include, like, who you would count in that role. Yeah. Of, like... It was up for your determination. Yeah, up for your... Yeah. Uh, Read some replies. How about a bit of both? Find a way to dump one of them and get a top nine guy in the process. Yeah, because... (laughs) If you can dump Savoka and Scandella, that frees up about like seven, eight million dollars in cap space. That mm-hmm. allows you to maybe even uh, flip some of those picks and acquire a youngish top nine mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, in the pool. And who knows what you get in the in those trades with Savoka and Scandella? You could flip one of those pieces back as well for something. Or maybe you find a dumb GM that really values Savoka's. Reliance re, that can really rely on Zboka in mm. the defensive zone for those faceoffs, right? And give you a like a Philip Forsberg deal, right? That'd be yeah. nice. Uh, option one because it helps the cap, rids them of two below replacement players, and opens the door for two players likely to provide top nine impact anyway. All while not precluding that they can still do option two after. That comes from Kevin. I like that idea. Because even, like, you can bring up Victor Olofsson and replace mm-hmm. Sabotka, even though he's not center, but you can easily move Gergensen's or Larson to center, mm-hmm. and then you're all fine. So, hey, I would, hey, Vic, what, Victor Olofsson can help this team right now. I'm convinced. The guy is, he's going bananas in Rochester right now. He's been really good. Golofsson. Yes, Victor Golofsson. Mm-hmm. So, are either of these going to happen? That's the real question. I really don't have much faith in any trades happening. I don't think anything's going to happen, really. I think they might make a trade, a trade or two, but like fans are going to be severely disappointed. Like If you're expecting Bottrell to go into the deadline, dealing first-round picks, dealing like Brendan Gooley, I'm just not seeing it. Mm-hmm. I don't, there are no rumors out there, nothing. Like Hopefully they sign Skinner. Or word comes out that it's close. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not really seeing much action besides Nathan Beaulieu. That's what I'm most concerned about right now is getting Skinner pen to paper. Yeah, I'd rather see, at this point, I'd rather just see, okay, sign Skinner mm-hmm. and then worry about this other stuff later because that, that should be 
number one on the priority list right now. You mm-hmm. have to sign Jeff Skinner because if Skinner walks, it's over. Mm-hmm. That's a travesty. You are right back to where you I mean, were last we're year. We're talking levels of devastation not seen since July 1st, 2007. Honest to God. Yeah. I mean, what was there was there has not been a tragic departure. I wouldn't even count for Miller. No, yeah, because yeah. they've been they didn't lose any of them for nothing. Mm-hmm. Or no, but they got cap room as the sports set guys would say. That's, right? I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, Yasin Skinner, and they can't even really trade him either because they're still in a playoff race. They're four points out of wild card two right now. And he has a no-move clause, so they can't really trade him unless he's like, yeah, I want to go. And by all accounts, he wants to stay. So, And he gets to pick where he wants to go. But imagine the haul that you can get for him if he did want to go and mm-hmm. the contract talks weren't going anywhere. Right. A lot more than Cliff Poo, a second and a third and a sixth. I well, and Cliff Poo, if you didn't know, was sent to the ECHL. Yeah. They picked the right—I say this every week. They picked the right time to trade Cliff Poo. <laughs> That was a stroke of genius by Botchville. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can say what you want about the O'Reilly trade, but I hate... I mean, Tim Murray never fleeced anyone like that. The first so. O'Reilly... I mean, first O'Reilly trade was okay, but... Mm, you know who this team... Well, a, te- a player that this team could really use really right anymore. now is JT Comper. Yeah. Oh, man, JT Comper. What a player. I would love him on this team. JT Comper. What about uh, Zadorov? Mm, how is he doing there? I really. I I, I, I thought he's one of their best defenders. Really? I yeah, yeah. Mm. That's yeah. They always rave about him. Good for him. I mean, I don't know, man. Good we, for we him. Don't, bottom line is, we don't have O'Reilly anymore. We don't have McGinn. They Jeez have McGinn killing it in the Springfield right now. They have. They still have uh, Zadorov, Comfort. Greer is in there too. One yeah. of the picks. Yep. Oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah, what are you going to do? Can't. Why well, look back on the past when you can look forward to the future, right? Sure. We got that Blues first-round pick, sure. Tage Thompson, that second-round pick. Hopefully hopefully someone will take Saboka off their hands at the deadline, and hey, let's go. I honestly think that Saboka's just going to want to go back to the KHL. That would be fantastic. <laughs> like, another... Mutual contract termination Unless falls into their lap. He stays just to spite us. Well, to spite the fans. Oh my god, this is this is another thing. Like, th- how many players on this team do you hate? Mm. Scandella, Sabotka. Some people still hate Bogosian. Like those guys are st- still have term on their contract. Bogosian also. Bogosia. Bogosian has won my heart this year. I admire that he's been able to come back. I don't like Scandella. I don't like Sabotka. But those guys are still here for another year. Right. Like, this is frustrating. Really frustrating. I'm not crazy about Opozo. You can do better than him. He's been a lot better lately. I want to add that, too. Of late, yeah. He's but been he goes. Producing. He has these weird streaks where he's good and then disappears for 20 like, games. He was good in the beginning of the season. I remember we were like, yeah, he's fine. But after the streak, nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing. But he's starting to pick it up as of late. He scored the... Oh, he... Larson stole his goal. But, hey... Yeah, he did. <laughs> good for him. Good. Oposo's playing better. And hopefully he can keep it up. Again, they're probably not going to be able to trade him. No, they're not going to be able to trade him. I'm not even going to say probably. He's untradeable because of the contract. But, hey, if even if he's on third, fourth line, if he's producing, that's okay with me. 
So, yeah, anything else on that? I have a proposition for you. All right, all right. Let's say Bottrell and the gang have their their plan for the next few seasons in terms of salary all worked out. But it involves, of course, signing Skinner. They have they have it all fleshed out, right? Before the draft, if they make the decision for this to work, for our plan to work, we gotta trade Opozo. Would you be willing to package one of those picks if it meant re-signing Jeff Skinner? If that was the only way to re-sign Jeff Skinner? Which one? Uh, how it wouldn't be our pick, and it wouldn't be the last one. So it Ooh. would have to be the middle pick, which would be St. Louis. That's a tough, tough mm-hmm. proposition. It's an intriguing thing to think about. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. If it meant re-signing Skinner. Yes. If they had it all worked out. What's his contract? Oh, God. Well, I'm not entirely sure, but... Because I'm not entirely sure I want Skinner for eight years. It is, I know everyone loves him now, but... What's Skinner going to look like on your 6, 7, and 8 of that contract? Well, he's only, what, 25? I think he's 26 or 27. So he'll be... He's still okay. he's still young, but... Yeah. Guys, like, look at Oposo. Did anyone think he's going to trail off this early? He's like 28. Well, perhaps they front-load that deal. I, they can't do that anymore. They can't do that no. anymore? Mm. See, I'm not up on this old CBA business. I, I don't... I don't even know what I was... I mean, I was keeping track of the last lockout and stuff, but I was so defeated as a fan. Kyle Oposo's 30, and he's already fallen off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Guys are, fall- are falling off earlier than ever right now. Do we really want but Skinner for eight years? Oposo plays a much different game than, That's true. than Skinner. That's true. He was always a fighter. He was physical. Yeah. He, he, was, he played the big man role mm-hmm. for the most part. If you can get Skinner for six years... So there's no headache towards the end. Cool, but that's probably not going to happen. Would you do five years, about $8 million per? I would. Mm-hmm. I would. I but don't know he, if Jeff will. but would Jeff? Probably not. But, yeah, I don't know. That's a really tough proposition. The thing is, they really don't need to do that right now. They don't really have that much. In ter- they have cap room for next year. They should be able to sign Skinner no matter what. Mm-hmm. But, like, if it meant signing Panarin, for example, I would probably do that. Because, like, you're, it's almost, you can spin it in a way that you're trading the first-round pick so you can get Panarin. Right. You're getting a post off your hands so you can get the elite player. Now, is Panarin going to come here? Probably not. No. He's not. Because Buffalo's not that big There's city. no chance. So, or Mark Stone. Mark Stone. He, I don't think he'd rule it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that'd be a play, a nice ad, or so you can offer sheet somebody, which again won't happen. But because if they want to add another big time player, Oposo is really gonna come in the way of that. So it depends on like if they're just gonna trade a first round pick, just to, so someone takes Oposo off their hands. Like what's the point? But there has to be a lateral move mm-hmm. to where they're adding a top six forward. You know? Yeah. Like in that case, if they're if it's a sure thing that they're either going to trade for a top six forward or sign a top six forward, then I'll go ahead trade that pick. But hey, 
if just send him to Rochester. Like, there's I don't see any point to buy buying Oposo out this off season unless they're really because what what's the buyout? I'm gonna pull up the buyout calculator yeah. here. Well, uh, when you do that, I'm I'm gonna talk about Panarin. A guy like Artemi Panarin has made it clear that he just wants to have a good time. He doesn't necessarily want to win. I mean, he's getting his best friend Bobrovsky to come with him, and hey, let's go, let's go to New York. Let's go live Florida. the life. Let's go live the life in Florida and New York. Let's go hit the beach. How hilarious would it be if Florida does all doing is doing all these cap gymnastics to not even get one of Panarin or Bobrovsky? Mm-hmm. I-, I was saying this yesterday. If they get Bobrovsky, you're gonna have to waive Reimer. <laughs> yeah. So or trade him. Who? Because no one's taking Luongo. I mean, hey, it looks like the Flyers would have an eighth goalie then this year, or the the Canucks would claim Reimer in a, in a minute. Really? Oh, he's yeah. got like three years left on his contract. Well, I mean, they who do they have in their system? They started Mikey DiPietro the they other ju- night. They traded for Merrick. Yeah. Mazanic. They traded for Merrick Maznick. They trade yeah. a seventh round pick next year for him. Okay, I have the bio calculator up. Mm-hmm. If the Sabres bought Oposo out this offseason, they would get a $4 million cap penalty next year and the year after, $5 million after that, $3 million the year after that, and then one, two, three, four years of a $1 million cap penalty. Is that worth it, just so he's not on your roster? You could j- always send him down to Rochester, and the amount of cap relief that you'll get in years one and two of that buyout is practically the same. It's only, It's like give or take a few hundred thousand dollars. Realistically, though, you're not sending him to Rochester because that's just why not? Because he's other a... teams do it. They did it with Molson. Granted, it's not Rochester, but it's not like Bottrell signed Oposo. Well, right, but I think that there's just there's a matter of respect there. I mean, he has a family. I think he Molson looks... had a family. But I think, but Opozo was better than Molson, or is better than Molson, no matter which way you spin. Yeah. Even compared to when Molson was sent down, too. You, can, I mean, Opozo's still a good enough player in this league. Like, I mean, I think it's best if you just trade him and eat some of the cap. Probably no just, one, will, even if you well, if you eat back half of that cap, somebody would take him. I just El, think Opozo at three million. That's not really that bad. That's probably what he should be making. I think it's it's just it's uh, it's a low move to do that. Yeah. At this point, to wait, yeah, to like just p- pretty much end his career. You know, you got to look for a suitor. Well, what's the better option: buying him out or sending him to Rochester and then buying him out at really? a future time? Ethically, I'd rather buy him out. Really? Yeah. Okay. Now, what if we change this to 2020? What's it looking like? Okay, if you buy a Poso out in 2020, it's $4 million for one year, five the year after that, three the year after that, and then three years of $1 million. That's the ideal right there. I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's not really that bad because, again, he's still not on your roster. Yeah. You're still saving $2 million no matter what, and then $1 million the year after that, $3 million the year after that, and you're saving $5 million on the cap. So I have a question about after this. That. Would he still be collecting $5 million from us? He would be and getting earning on his new contract if you were to yeah, get one. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Realistically, at this point, he's a two million, three million dollar player, probably. Could they trade him if they ate half of his salary? I think so, absolutely. What are you getting back? For what does he have for left? A two three years? million dollar opposed to four, I think. Four years. 
Or three. Sorry. I think it's four. <clears throat> what are you getting back? Um, honestly, maybe a mid-tier prospect and a pick. His contract is up in 2023-2024. One, two, three, four years. Yep. That's a long time. That is a long time. I still think you buy him out. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Not this year. It doesn't make any sense. for Either give him another chance next year and then Molson him and then buy him out. Because there's no point in buying him out unless – I think we talked about this last week, actually. Like, there's no point in buying him out unless you have to. Because, like, what if the Sabres bought Molson out, like, two years ago? What was, what was the point? You know? Yeah. But, anyways. I just – I'm ruling out Rochester. I don't want to do that. They can loan him out somewhere else. I don't want to do that to him. I don't care. You're ruthless. I am. You know what my my one of my like career goals is now of late, and it'll it'll probably never happen because whatever. I would love to one day be the NHL executive of the year. <laughs> I've just I fantasized about that lately. How cool that would be. I don't know. I'll never have a job in, in the team. You know who will be executive of the year if they can pull this trade off? Hmm. Jason Bottrell, because Jonathan Huberdeau is available. Allegedly. Uber, though, I will whatever it takes. Jonathan Huberdo is a really good player. Great contract, $5.9 million for like four more years. He's making less than Kyle Poso. About the same amount of years, too. Still young. I Calder Trophy winner, maybe? I think he won the Calder Trophy, but that doesn't really matter. But anyways, Jeff Skinner won what will it take? Well, I first of all, uh, what would it take for me... I would give Jason Bottrell my firstborn child if I could have the pleasure of hearing Marty Baron say Jonathan Uber though every day on the yes. on the broadcast. Yes. What would it take though? Uh, obviously a first round pick. <laughs> Nylander. <laughs> you know what I was thinking yesterday? Uko Pekka Lukanen. Yeah. Who do they have in the system? Sam Montembeau? They can have him. Mm-hmm. They can have him. I know. I mean, you got Longo. He's going to be gone in at least two years. I think you're on to something here. Mm-hmm. Uko thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Mm. And you can do it. And what else? And what else? Because you Nylander, got your Yep. Neil. First round pick. Exactly. And if hey, if they're clear in cap space, you can mm-hmm. take Mark Pasek back too. That's true. It'll please all of the analytics people in Buffalo. That would be a darn good trade. And That'll they be need another one. right-handed defenseman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I love right-handed So, Uko Pekalukin and Nylander and the Blues' first-round pick. Put that on cap-friendly. Does that get and it? And tell me what people think. Okay, I'll, I'll post it right now. I'll post yeah. it right yeah. now. I was talking to uh, the guy I sit next to in one of my classes yesterday, and I said that to him, and it was like it was an epiphany moment. I was like, whoa. Perhaps, but Uko Pekka Lukanen. Yeah, I, I mean, you were on to something. Thank you, thank I like you. This if, they, idea. if they don't get Bobrovsky again, I really like Uko Pekka Lukanen. But hey, yeah, even but, if they get Bobrovsky, he's how old is he? He's like thirty-one. Like, come on. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, but thank you for liking the idea. Uh, <laughs> Uberdo and Pesic. Yeah, for the St. Louis Blues first-round pick, mm-hmm. Alexander Nylander. Would you give up our first-round pick for? No. You wouldn't? No. I would not. Not for Jonathan Uberdo? No. Mm. No, thanks. Okay. Uh, is that it? Is that enough, though? I don't know. 
how do they value Lukanen? Do they think he's a potential franchise goalie or? Well, he's won gold with Finland. He's having a very good season last I checked in Sudbury. If they look at that stuff, Rights then certainly. G. Ugo Pekka Lukanen. I feel like you got to give more. Because, again, it's Jonathan Huberto, young asset that is a, under contract for a while. Right. Matias Samuelson, too. Yeah. That, 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 and, you're, you, like, people are saying Ristolainen. They want a clear cap room. This is why they're trading him. They're yeah. not going to want Ristolainen. I'll put in Samuelson, too. Mainly because I don't really like him, but. <laughs> it could happen. Okay. I'll post that, and hopefully we'll get a comment by the end of this episode. Yes. Okay, Nylander, Lukanen, Samuelson, and a first for Huberdo and Pusik. Bang. All right. That's a big trade. That that happens, a, that's a blockbuster. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a blockbuster. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that's too far off, especially huh? because Lukanen is an elite prospect. Mm-hmm. Nylander, although not an elite prospect anymore, still a decently good prospect. You know, you get getting a mid first round pick, mm-hmm. and a guy who was drafted very high last year in Samuelson. So I could see all. Those Let us guys. know if you would do, like that trade yeah. again. Lots of Buffalonian Buffalo Sabres fans like Mark Pesic, mm-hmm. Huberto is a very nice player, and would really round out that top six. Okay, let's let's uh, form these line combos here. So you're gonna go Skinner, Eichel, Pominville, right? We'll try yeah. that. Skinner, Eichel, Pominville. You go Huberdo, Middlestat, Reinhardt. That's mm. a really good top six. I like that. That's a really good top oh, six. Oh, yeah. And then you got Rodriguez, Sherry, Thompson. Yeah, we'll go with that. Smith, Larson, Oposo. Gergensen's and Saboka are your scratches. Right? I like that. I mean, that's not bad. That That's not bad. That's a good... Solid forward lineup. Sherry gets moved down. That's a decent third line, too. Thompson, Rodriguez, Sherry. Mm-hmm. Okay, defense. You go Darlene, Bogosian, uh, Pilot, Ristolainen, and then you got like 40 other defensemen. Pesic will be on your Jake third McCabe pair with there. Jake McCabe. So now you're looking at who, <laughs> what happens here? Because then... As far as extras go, you have Scandella, Nelson, Bull, you, and Hunwick. You got a lot of extra D there if you acquire Pesic. I think you trade well, but, Casey Nelson. Okay, Bull, you is traded. Yeah. We'll just we'll trade him to Winnipeg for like a fifth-round pick. All okay. right. Uh, okay, I'll put that in there. Bull, you to Winnipeg. This is fun. We got to do more, yes. more cap friendlies. Bull, you for a fifth-round pick. Bang. All right. Uh, hypothetical sake, we'll send Matt Hunwick to Rochester. Uh, we'll trade Scandella to Montreal. Yeah. Scandella's going to Montreal. How about a 2026? Mm, you can get more than that. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. I th- well, let's see here. Okay, Montreal. We'll retain $1 million of Marco's contract. And Buffalo will get, like, a 2024th round pick. Okay. All right. So that puts the Sabres at $2 million in cap space. 
Nelson will sit. Allmark starting goalie. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. I like that team. And there you go. And I think then your your needs are bottom six, which is a lot easier to fill up, of yeah, course. exactly. Oh, the bottom six really isn't that bad. Smith, Larson, Oposo on the fourth line. That's a decent fourth line. And then you got Gergensen sitting in the press box. Saboka's finally... Oh, honestly, like, would Saboka really be sitting? But, hey, it is what it is. All right, I'll publish that right now. And All right. we'll see... We'll see what people think. Hopefully, mm. by the end of the episode, we'll Let's see. We'll have a juicy comment for you about yep. how that's not enough. All right, we talked about Huberdo. Mm-hmm. I think we're both all in on that. I think people are gonna think we're crazy for that offer, like offering too much. I think Buffalo fans will think that's too much, but everywhere else will think that's too little. I mean, that Allmark. seems accurate. You got Allmark, mm-hmm. Linus Allmark. He appears to be the real deal at this point. Yeah. And again, Lukanen, you really don't know what he's going to become. Mm-hmm. And you're getting Jonathan Huberdo. Jonathan Huberdo is a border... I'm not going to say elite, but he's a borderline elite player. Mm-hmm. That maybe he breaks into that elite stat. Like, he's about a point-per-game player right now, at least. So I think that's something that I would definitely do with not without thinking twice. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Because, hey, Spencer Knight is in this trap. Maybe you can pick him if you really want another prize goalie prospect. Absolutely. Uh, Buffalo's four points out of playoff spot. I think we can continue the rest of the episode with this before we get to questions. Do you think that they can do it? Do you think they can pull it off? Uh, you know what? No, I, I don't think we can possibly DC Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, I don't think Pittsburgh's not going to drop out of the race for the Buffalo Sabres. I don't think it can happen. Yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing it. Maybe if they pull off that trade for Huberdo, but. Our one. Look, you're, they're far out now. So you got 63. Pittsburgh's got 67. Montreal's got 69. Right. And at this point, you're, you're like, how many points? Boston's got 72. They're far back in that third spot. I don't, I don't know. I just don't see it, but you never know. They, they've been playing better lately. Can they make a comeback? Who knows, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll I just see. don't really see it, honestly. Remember when Buffalo had, like, a 10-point lead on Montreal back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yikes. Uh, let's look at the lose for Hughes race. Yeah. Ottawa's got 47. New Jersey creeping in there as well. I think if the, I've said this before, if any team needs Jack Hughes, it's the Detroit Red Wings. You think so? Yes, because they. Re, I mean, Dylan Larkin, really, really, really good player, but they need Jack Hughes. I think the Devils need him. Really? Mm-hmm. They have Nico Heischer. Mm. What do they have prospect wise? You got Michael McLeod, mm. Nathan Bastian, mm. Ty Smith, really good Ty mm. Smith. But are they like game breaking? They could really, yeah, elite yeah I don't, I wouldn't call them game breaking. But the Kings could, really, you know, Anaheim could really use Jack mm. Hughes too. Edmonton, Edmonton. I don't want to see. <laughs> Florida could use Jack Hughes. No, actually, they don't. They don't really need him. They got Barkov. They got Trocheck. 
Chicago is really taking themselves out of the huge sweepstakes. Really. Coyotes are close. Rangers, oh, I feel bad for the Rangers because they're in no man's land right now. Yeah. The place where you do not want to be picking 12th when you pretty much have no... I mean, they have good prospects. Uh, Vitaly Kravtsov, uh, Hedl, Leas Anderson. They had some good prospects, but where's your number one center of the future? Mm-hmm. Where is he? Uh, Vancouver uh, Flyers have really taken themselves out of there. Hey, look who's two points back at Buffalo. The St. Louis Blues. I think who would have thought that we'd be talking about that earlier yeah, in the season? The Blues was at in first, and St. Louis was in last. At sixty-one points, the Blues are third in their division. I believe it is. Yeah, remember when the Central? No, they're, oh, they're, they're in the wild card point. spot, okay. but they're two points back at Dallas. That's really rough. Buffalo, if they were in the Central, they'd be in third in the division. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, uh, I guess we're we're technically a playoff team. Yeah, technically, if you want to put asterisk there. Yeah. Uh, let's get into questions. Yeah, let's get into some questions. Hopefully, we got some good ones this week. Uh, if you want to get your question into the episode, just uh, probably yeah, we usually post Thursdays, so Wednesday night I'll put a question sticker on our stories. Our Instagram stories, again, follow our Instagram at the Charging Buff, and maybe you can hear your question on the episode. All right, so I'm going to pull these up right now. Uh, should we start from the bottom or the top? Let's start from the bottom. All right. Work our way up. Uh, we talked about Allmark. We talked about the Suburban Hockey Dead. Oh, yes. Uh, Why? What did they say about him? That guy talking about Sabotka was on hard oh, drugs. Okay. Uh, we've, yeah, we've said our piece on Phil Housley. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is a good one. Keep trade cut. Mm. But you can't cut in hockey, but just for this No, I got it. Kyle Poso, Vladimir Saboka, Semgus Gergensons. All right, I'll start. I would cut Kyle Poso. Oh, wow. Because assuming that the cap just is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. I would trade Vladimir Saboka, and I would keep Zemgus Gergensen's. Okay. Wow, it's completely opposite for me. Really? Mm. I would keep Zemgus Gergensen's. Oh, wait, hold on. If cut means the cap is gone, then I would cut Oposo. But if okay. it does, if it's like buying him out, I would trade Oposo. So if it's cut, I'm, if there's no cap ramifications to cut, cutting Oposo, but if there is, I'm trading Oposo and I would cut Sabotka. I'm keeping Gergensen's, I'm trading Oposo and cutting Sabotka. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Under the radar guys in Rochester that you can see making a big leap next year. Rasmus Asplund. I can definitely see Rasmus Asplund on this team next year. He's having a big second half. I can see him as a third line center at some point next year. I Honestly, the only guy that I think really would be Nylander if he's still on the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If he's not traded to Florida for Jonathan Huberto. Indeed. Uh, oh, and I wanted to say this really yeah. quick. No, but the Rochester Amherst don't have a real number one center, a real number one AHL center. That's something that I think should be addressed at the trade deadline because mm-hmm. you want them to make a far playoff run. Trade for uh, Derek Grant? 
There it is. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be I some, am dealing today. There's going to be somebody on waivers that you can pick up. That's a center that you can stick in Rochester, and that mm-hmm. can help. Somebody. Because mm-hmm. they need that guy who can play center. Uh, Joe, have you changed your mind on Middlestat becoming a solid number two center? I always saw him as a winger. It doesn't mean he can play. I didn't think he can play center, but I think his game is more suited to be a winger because he's not really playing that style of play that we saw him play in at the World Juniors or at right. University of Minnesota or even in high school. He's a puck handler. He likes to shoot, and he's not really doing that a whole lot at the NHL level yet, which is puzzling to me. Mm-hmm. I would have liked, when he was struggling, they should have put him on the wing. He's playing well now at center, which is good. But when he was struggling, no points are coming, and he was one of the worst players on the ice. Why not put him on on the wing? But mm-hmm. hey, it's okay. He's playing well now. He's gotten points. He's improved leaps and bounds mm-hmm. compared to, around, you know, a little while ago. Yeah. Uh talking about Huberto. Why isn't Skinner, Skinner signed yet? They're talking. They're talking contract. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something gets done uh, before the trade deadline. Uh, will Skinner sign? That comes from Zach. I think yeah, he will. Yes. I think he will. He, yes. It's a mutual wish to get a contract done. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think Casey Middlestat will be back on Friday? It was day-to-day. He got, might have been hurt in practice or the game before, but... I'm not entirely sure because I don't know what the injury is, yeah, of course. I, I know it's lower body, They but... should be practicing today. There will yeah. be more clarity there. Uh, I listen to your podcast while I'm at work huh. doing mind-numbing tasks. Thank you. Thank you, sir. At Defend the Process. Thank you. Appreciate you listening. Uh, hopefully, if any of you else are listening at work, we hope uh, this podcast helps you don't get yourself fired get through it yeah don't Please. get yourself fired hey uh do you guys think that sam reinhardt is a long-term piece of the puzzle comes from rads 63 lately i do and i know what you're gonna say it's a hardcore yes mm-hmm. hardcore yeah. mm-hmm. yes uh he's been fantastic he i got to watch the beginning portion of the winnipeg game and he was fantastic Mm-hmm. Like handling the puck, making good passes. I just, I just can't get enough of Sam Reinhardt right now. He's one of my favorite players on the team. Completely won me over this year. Completely, he has been absolutely fantastic. I love Sam Reinhardt. Keep him. Uh, if you're talking about making a big hockey trade in the summer, I am not trading Sam Reinhardt. I'm trading Rasmus Ristolainen. What can you get for Rasmus Ristolainen though? And if you are trading Rasmus Ristolainen. What are you doing on defense? Because you need another right-handed shot, D. Mm-hmm. So that's, again, it's a tough situation, but if they disappoint again, you got to do something. you got to do something. Uh, please get on Spotify. We're looking into it. We, we saw your comment. We're going to look into it, but no guarantees. Uh, looking for another two more good ones or so. This is a good one. Should the Sabres offer sheet Matthew Kachuk? Yeah, I I would like it, but I mean it's it's just, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen. Yeah. But if you're talking about a player that would make sense, that would slot into the top six, probably wouldn't cost you the four first round picks. I think Matthew Kachuk would be a good option. And that nobody awesome. really talks about Matthew Kachuk as a mm-hmm. potential offer sheet candidate. Mm-hmm. But that, I, Calgary can probably sign him. I would be shocked if 
he was sitting there mid-July and like, hey, there's an offer sheet. Uh, when do you think Uko Pekalukkanen will be playing in the NHL? Seems hot and super close. He's still a little bit away. Mm-hmm. He needs at least a year in Rochester before he goes to the NHL. But, again, with the emergence of Carter Hart, and he's playing well. I think at the same point in time, at, like, age 19, Hart's, Hart's a better goalie. Hart was a better goalie. And he was a better goalie at 18, too, I believe. But I think Lukinen, he's going to be good. He just needs time. Uh, looking for a couple more good ones. I still say he's about three years out. He might. Uh, left or right Twix? What's the difference? Uh, um, uh, ooh, boy, uh, that's a tough decision. I usually go to the right. My favorite direction is right, if that makes any sense at all, or if that's the weirdest thing anyone's ever heard. Yeah. I don't like turning left. I don't like doing lefts. Yeah, left yeah. turns suck. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're just learning how to drive, left, avoid left turns. It's a, my advice for you. I still don't make left turns. Really? I don't like to make them, no. I live off a busy street. I can't make a left turn for my life. Uh, Stabby5. We'll end off on here. Just started a hockey talk podcast, Sabres Focused. Any advice? Oh, wow. Uh, what? Well, when we first started out, we were getting like 20, 30 listens an episode. Mm-hmm. Don't get discouraged because you're probably not going to get a whole lot. Mm-hmm. of listeners so just keep going if you have good takes people will come so yeah just keep doing it yeah just keep doing it i mean we're starting to get a pretty decent following we've got about like 300 400 listeners an episode of course i wish it could be more but hey we're not giving up we're gonna keep pumping out some hockey talk for and you guys every week make sure you record in a room that is air conditioned because i am dying yes at the moment, like my chest hurts. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, keep 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 going though. That, yeah, don't that's, give up. Yeah, don't give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following will come to you if you deserve it. I should say. And promote yourself too. Get um get get the word out there. Post it on Sabers Post. Do whatever you can, and take advantage of the downtime. If it's the off season. Still do it. Still put out content because there are people like me who are always looking for hockey stuff during the summer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's it. That's all we got for this episode. We'll be back next week. Probably a trade deadline preview extravaganza. Uh, if We had an idea. If you guys want to see like a live trade deadline podcast, like an alternative to Trade Center or mm-hmm. something like that, let us know if see you would actually reactions. listen to it. If you want to see our live reactions to... Uh, the trade deadline. I'm not anticipating a big active day for the Sabres, but there's some big names available. Matt Duchesne, Mark Stone, uh, Artemi Panarin, Sergei Bobrovsky. If those guys are traded, you can see our reactions to that. Maybe we'll Instagram live it. We'll post maybe like a four-hour podcast. Mm. We can maybe get some TC, other TCB guys in here as well. So if you guys are interested in that, let us know. We're not going to do it if obviously no one's going to be listening. So Again, yeah, let us know. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Charging Buff, and also us on Twitter as well, Joe TCB NHL and LVKE TCB. We'll be back next week. Preview the trade deadline. Hopefully, talk about some more wins. And hey, maybe the Sabers will be closer to a playoff spot. 
But that still remains to be seen, and we will see you in the next one. Thanks for listening.